Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you so much for joining me again today. As I talked about finishing strong yesterday, I started out of the book of Revelation, reading the story of the book uh, of the church at Sardis. And uh, I tell you something, I, it had a great impact on my life when I read through these books. And I just think sometimes we get caught up in our own life and we forget about things we should do. So it was in Revelation chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. And he was talking about the church having a good reputation, but it, it was dead. And he told them to wake up. And he said, strengthen what remains or it might be too late. Folks, that's what we're heading for, trying to to reach a point that we are finishing strong in our lives. I want to continue that today. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I come to you asking you to direct your people to, Lord, that we would listen to what you have for us. We'd be responsive. We would change the things that need to be changed, that you'd give us strength to overcome the temptations that are before us. And God, we would certainly be people who are growing and working towards that prize to be people of God and live for you and to find eternity with you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I know some people are taking my prayer, that word working towards. It's not, we know we're saved by grace. It's God's unmerited favor. It's not what we do. But when you love Jesus, when you have his, when you have his love for us, and he gives us grace. He knows that we make mistakes, but he still wants us to make great choices. And that's what the book of Revelation in the, to the seven churches he talks about. He wanted to kind of waken them up. You know, have you had, well, so how do we start this? How do we change? What is your starting point? Have you had a conversation with your Heavenly Father about what you will do to make sure you're following him with all your heart, your soul, and mind? Or is it out of your thought pattern? You just don't think about it. You just go on with everyday life. You leave this message today and you won't think a thing about it. Instead of saying, you know, I'm going to have a stronger relationship with God. I'm going to write some things down. I'm going to be, I'm going to make a point to change some things in my life. Respond. Don't just listen to things. Don't just listen to people's messages. Respond. Many of us watched a bunch of Olympics over the last number of years. And some watch every race. Whether it was boating or running or swimming, biking or whatever, they always was a starting point, wasn't there? You always had to start. Many of us need to get started honoring God in the best way we can. So what does that look like? I believe it begins by having a clean slate. So let the purging begin. You know, I like this new year. We're in a new year, you know, a couple of weeks into the new year. And I have a, I, I clear my books, I start over, and I try to make them more precise and more clean and just trying to get a good start to the year. That's what it means. Oh, God, purify our hearts and make a right spirit within, within me, David said. You know, and, and then in Psalm 66, 18, David says, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So clear your heart. Clear your mind of those things that distract you that are not of God. Start with a clean slate. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Help me to start clean today. And Lord, may you lay things on my heart. May I follow you. So many times we're seeking God's blessings, but we have a cherry sin in our heart, a sin that has overwhelmed us and kept us captive. Maybe it's a sin of lying or being dishonest. Maybe it's a sin of living in immorality. Maybe it's a sin of robbing God. Maybe it's a sin of treating people poorly. Maybe it's just plain and simple leaving God out of your life altogether 
Or maybe it's a sin of hypocrisy, honoring God with our lips, but living contrary to what we say. The great news is God forgives our sin. Listen to that, folks. The great news is God forgives our sin. You don't have to live in guilt. You're listening to this, and all of a sudden you've got into a great guilt phase. No. Ask God to forgive your sin, and he's anxious for us to get started in our new life again. Well, Pastor, I've said this has happened about 10 times. Well, get going again, and maybe it won't happen the 11th. But ask God to be with you. He, he's always there for you. Yes, sometimes it means uh, getting up when you've been knocked down. To finish with God, we've got to get back up again. God has worked powerfully in many of our lives, and many of you have been knocked down to the curb of your life, and it hurts. We all need to help from time to time. I reflect again on the Olympics and a women's race a few years ago. They're running for New Zealand. The United States both took a tumble. Instead of one getting up and getting going, they helped each other cross the finish line. It was incredibly moving. I also think back a few years ago in a small college game when a girl hit her first home run but hurt herself running to first, and the rules state her teammate cannot help, but said nothing about the opposing team. And when I shared the sermon in my church a few years ago, I showed the clip of the opposing team. One of the, I can't remember if it was a first or second baseman, helped carry the girl around the bases. She touched every base. Folks, that's what Jesus is all about. When we fall down, he will carry us. He will lift us up. Obviously, the church of Sardis wasn't seeing those signs. They thought they were fine. They thought they were told to wake up and smell the roses. And and uh, But look at the poor choices they're making. That's And they didn't realize they're making poor choices. See, remember, God wants the best for your life. He does not want the leftovers. You know, I am <laughs> I am in my family, I tell you, I am not a leftover person. I do not like leftovers. I don't take them home, and unfortunately, I waste. But my daughter and my wife, well, no, the truth of the matter is I usually don't have leftovers. But my daughter and uh, wife, they always take home the leftovers, and they seem like they always have leftover. But remember, God wants the best for your life. I remember years ago when they'd have uh, people would come to your house, uh, like Boy Scouts, to have to collect cans for food. And so you'd go to your closet and you'd pull out all the cans that things that you haven't eaten or you don't really like, and you donate them. And I got convicted one day. Why am I giving something away that I don't even want? So then I changed my philosophy. And I started giving the things that I like, things that were good that other people would like. I had guy had a come to Jesus moment. But Paul hit the nail on the head when he writes in Acts 24, 16. So I strive to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Look at the word strive for a minute. It means to make great efforts to achieve. Paul says, I make great effort to do what's right before God and man. This is very important. You know, because... It's not always easy. You know, that's why he says strive, making great efforts. You may not always reach it, but you're striving towards it. This is very, very important. You may think you're doing right before God, but if you're only doing something that blows your testimony before man, you're only hurting the cause of Christ. He wants us to live above reproach. My dad always told us boys, I had three brothers, if something is questionable, 
don't do it. It was good advice. I can't say we always live by it, and guess what? We got burnt more than once. I should have listened. I should have listened. My dad gave me tremendous advice. I gave the same advice to my daughter. And, you know, she, I think the same thing with her. You know, I think there's a couple times she probably got burnt too. I can name one for sure, but I won't name it on the air. But, but you know, but God certainly got a hold of her life, and she's, she's a sparkling, lovely Christian woman. There are a couple things we can do, and we know we are out of sorts with the Lord and recognize we're not giving him our best. So let's talk about those in the last couple minutes. The first is to take corrective action. In grade school, we always had spelling tests. And when we missed a word, we would have to write this misspelled word correctly 10 times or more and hand them in. The teacher is wanting us to take corrective action so we would learn how to spell the words. And you know what? I'm spelling, I did really, really well at it. For some reason or other, I could always spell, and, and that was good. And and uh, But if I missed a word, I would certainly learn it because I'd have to write it over and over again. When we're not living before God as we ought to, we must turn it around and practice the presence of God in our lives, calling on Him to change our direction like He wanted the church at Sardis to do. He said, oh, everybody says you're doing well. Everybody sees you from the outside. That's like us in our lives. Everybody sees that. They see all the good in us. They see the nice things we do, but they don't see the power of God and, and how we're struggling uh, you know, to call upon him during times that we have crisis. A lot of things that we do that, that we would consider aren't good are behind closed doors. Mistakes we make, attitudes we have, people don't know. People a lot of times just see the good in us. We want to portray good. I don't want people to see the bad in me. I wouldn't want them riding in my car sometimes when I'm coming across somebody who is treating me poorly on the road or, or oh, you know, I get frustrated thinking about the way some people treat you and, and uh, I just, you know, something gets your dire up and, you're, you know, you're human. But yet, you know, you've got to make good decisions. Do so you want to stand up for the Lord? Number two, we must recognize God's forgiveness. God just doesn't offer forgiveness. He forgives us for all our sins. If you, had, if you were making notes today, I'd have you circle the word all. All our sins. They're forgotten. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. Well, folks, you don't know what I've done. The Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When he says all, he means everyone listening today. But he will forgive all your sins. And all are justified freely, the word of God says, by his grace through the redemption that came through Jesus Christ. That is referring to Jesus taking our sins to the cross so we can be free to live for him. Your time is now, folks. Come awake. Come awake in 2022. Come awake to the things of God. Know that he has great things for you. He wants to use you. He wants you to be powerful for him. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, asking you to be with every listener today. Lord, I'm sure there's been some strings that have been touched, some thoughts that have come across as they've listened to this message. In the name of Jesus, give them courage to ask forgiveness, courage to change things around, courage to get going again, to finish the race strong. Help all of us to be the best people we can be, and Lord, make great decisions and be a living witness for you so we can change this world for you. Lord, thank you for each listener. Bless their lives. Bless their families. In Jesus' name I pray. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.